Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, today we have a fun episode diving into some softball strategy, whether or not to take pitches, whether or not kids should be calling pitches, and short-term versus long-term. Enjoy. Good morning, good morning. It's been such a crazy week uh, with our daughter traveling, so I apologize I haven't been here on the podcast as often this week, trying to get back into it, and I'm sorry if I sound a little bit stuffy. My nose is a little bit stuffy, um, and I don't know, I think it's just been a combination of some late nights, and it's been a little bit colder, (laughs) for us at least, here. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about a question that recently came up in the Fans of Softball group on Facebook. It's not my group, but it's a really great you know, popular group, lots of questions as far as like, what's the um, what's the correct call for this or that um, situation? There's a lot of those like umpire type questions because of the people who are regularly in there are you know experienced umpires and so on. Um, and then every once in a while, there's a question like the one that we just recently saw regarding whether or not taking the first pitch is a good strategy. Um, and they're, they're talking about like across the board, every player on the team at the middle school ages, is this something that you would do? So my short answer, and someone tagged me in the post and asked me to to share, you know, my thoughts because I wasn't gonna. I was. I saw that post and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna respond to that. But um, because my it's it's the standard response that I have to a lot of things, right? So the short answer is no. It's not something that. I would choose to do like across the board every player takes the first pitch all the time as like just a hard fast rule forever that's not something that I would do now are there valid reasons to have a team taking pitches yes is it possible that there's something the coach might be wanting the team to work on so he's asking the entire team to not swing at the very first pitch maybe they want to work their confidence in hitting deeper in the count maybe it just wants them to see you know practice seeing more pitches in a live game situation I don't know there could be a lot of different reasons why a coach might ask his team for a period of time to do that um I don't know what the situation was on that team we really don't we didn't have that context um so in that kind of situation like could I see a coach utilizing that strategy for a period of time to serve a particular purpose that he's working on with his team yeah I could see that um could you know and and I definitely feel that in certain games in certain situations and or with certain players taking that first pitch is a good idea for example when I got to high school my coach told me don't swing anymore at any first pitches because we had a very competitive team I was a freshman and um I was hitting toward the top of the lineup and I kept popping the ball up if I swung at the first pitch. Like every single time I went after the first pitch, I would pop it up. And so my coach was like, no more. You don't swing at the first pitches anymore. But you have to understand, he also knew that I was comfortable hitting deep in the count. I was actually, to be honest, I really like hitting with two strikes versus less. I actually, like once I got a second strike, I was like, okay, now I can relax to be honest <laughs> that might sound weird but like I I like to choose 
good pitches. Like I didn't want to swing at balls, right? And so I was really picky about the strike zone early in the count. But once I had two strikes, I know that my coaches were like, hey, anything close, swing at it, right? Anything close. And I was also a high um, percentage contact hitter. So if I was going to swing at something, I would probably at least make contact, right? So like protecting the zone with two strikes is something that came easy to me it's something that like if I had the freedom to swing at pitches slightly outside the zone or maybe even a ball off or so and not get yelled at right because like what are you swinging at that stuff like if I knew that wasn't going to happen because my coach wanted me to protect the zone and I had the freedom to just kind of like swing at things that were you know anywhere near the zone that actually felt like less pressure to me so I enjoyed hitting with two strikes right so this is a special circumstance where number one the player is not hitting well on the first pitch. Number two, they actually hit well or don't feel extra pressure, right? Are comfortable, I should say. They're comfortable with hitting deeper in the count, hitting with two strikes and so on, right? So that's a pretty specific situation in which it makes sense to ask a player not to swing at any first pitches. And then there are times where two teams are in a game well let's just say your team's in a game with another team who's leading the margin is close but you're losing and you can see in the later innings that the pitcher is getting tired that she's less effective that she doesn't have the control that she had in the beginning of the game right that she's missing she's starting to miss spots and if you're patient she might even walk a few batters and then now put pressure on her own team and now in that situation when she's already fatiguing and she's already missing spots and she's got people on base now there's more pressure for her to pitch better right like it's you're she's getting if we can just be patient we'll put her into a situation that's more difficult versus going up there swinging at the first pitch three pitches three outs on a pitcher who is like practically you know like she's already having a hard time and you can see that but you're going to go up there and help her out and get her out of the inning in three pitches, take the pressure off of her shoulders. I don't think that's a smart thing to do. So in that situation, I would ask my team to take not just one pitch. I would ask them to take until they get a strike, like force her to come into the zone because she's missing. And if she if she has to throw four pitches before she throws one strike or she has to throw three pitches before she's, she throws a strike, like she's going two balls, one strike, maybe she throws one more ball okay now another strike one two three four that's five pitches that she has to throw and then you battle right so over the course of three hitters even if they all get out potentially she's throwing way she's throwing five six seven eight times the amount of pitches as if you did one pitch one out and she's out of the inning in three pitches so you know and then that just adds up as she gets you know okay now the next inning maybe that didn't produce any runs but maybe that fatigues her more for the next inning and you open up more opportunities for your team so there are specific situations for sure there are specific players for sure where taking the first pitch is something that's a valid strategy and there may be times with certain teams and certain stages of the season where you're going to ask your team to take for example even with preseason right it's not even season time yet you're doing preseason scrimmages you're just trying to get some game time get some experience in and you're facing a team that um, is pretty is pretty good but like maybe your team looks like they're not 
they're not choosing pitches well. And so you're noticing that they're just anxious and they're chasing early in the count. Well, maybe they need to just kind of take a deep breath and see some pitches first. You know, it just kind of depends on what the situation is. Like if your team is super anxious and they're chasing, it's like, look, get up there, take a deep breath. Let's make her work a little bit. Take a pitch, see it in, get get calibrated as far as like, what does it look like? Practice actually watching that pitch from her hand as deep into the zone as you can. And then, you know, kind of make an assessment. What did that look like? What did the pace look like? Right. How does she throw it and get your eyes acclimated and zoned in and then go hit the ball. Right. Versus getting up there and you're like kind of just a little bit off base and kind of just anxious and you know the juices are flowing and there's adrenaline and all this stuff and you're not even seeing the ball um you're just really not focused and just kind of anxious and just getting ahead of yourself right so take one pitch to really calibrate your eyes and everything and give yourself a chance to track that ball from the pitcher into the zone and um and then go hit like i have confidence in you that even if she throws a strike, well, now you got some information, now you're better prepared, and you've got the rest of the count to work with. So, I mean, there's different situations where, you know, you're going you're gonna to use this strategy. Now, again, would I do that for a whole team as a hard fest rule forever? No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but I can see valid times when coaches might be asking that. And then somebody was like, well, the whole point is for you to do what the coach told you to do because I guess one of the things was like you know one of the girls had swung at a first pitch she got on base and she still got yelled at and and this parent I think it was a parent was kind of like just kind of mind blown you know and so someone was like well the whole point is for you to do what your coach tells you to do which is a good point Um, at the same time I personally like to also evaluate what I'm being told right so it's not just like okay just do what you're told and follow blindly like I'm not it doesn't mean that I'm not going to do what I'm asked to do by my coach but I'm also going to use my brain and really look at the situation and ask like is this a good idea like why you know what are the reasons the coaches asked me to do this is that valid is there possible you know is there possibly another strategy that might be better in case in the future you might come up in this against the situation or you might move into a situation where you actually have more choices and then you're looking at okay do I go off of what my coach before was telling me about you should always take the first pitch or is there a better method to apply and once you have the leeway to do that now you can choose a better option versus just being like I'm just going to do what my coach said and you don't even understand the why behind it you don't even understand the reason you're not developing your knowledge of the game you're not developing that softball IQ so I think it's always a good idea to ask questions um, whether you ask them directly to the coach or like maybe you know as a parent they're just trying to get second opinions or get other angles from which to look at something because the more you understand the situation right the different perspectives that you have looking at it from you know various angles and taking that all into consideration you can develop your knowledge you can develop a more informed um, a more informed decision and you can have more context or have more um, ideas and more strategies and more like kind of just tapping into people with experience um, 
it can create some really cool discussions with your child not for the point of like oh see i asked a bunch of people and they said your coaches like no (laughs) don't don't use it in that way right but like you can talk to your child about like okay i know coach said this but here are some other things to consider not for now i'm not telling you don't listen to your coach but for this situation here are some things that i am thinking about and here are some things that maybe you know are worth considering for the future so on and so forth so it just kind of gives you a bigger you know net of bigger ball of resources bigger ball of ideas basically to kind of open up conversations that can really help both you and your child understand the game at a deeper level and ultimately I love when players kind of dive that deep right I love when players have the opportunity to really hone their craft and really understand the game and so another post was talking about players calling pitches I love it when players can call pitches and the problem is that we often look at that situation and people are like no coaches should always call um and the and the people that are generally opposed to having players call pitches they seem to have this idea that it's either the coach does everything and the players have no say or the players take care of everything and the coach has no say and neither one of those I think is ideal I love it when coaches will work with players maybe the coach is the one that has more information they've done their scouting or they have experience playing against these teams and playing against these players for a longer period of time and they have insights that the players don't have cool I get that so talk to your players share the information help them learn help them understand and work with them to start being able to understand the ideas doesn't mean that from the get-go they're going to take over maybe at the beginning you're going to call the pitches but you're talking to them as to why like why did we attack this batter this way did you see how this worked right so you're kind of guiding them and teaching them along the way and over time they might develop more of that confidence maybe you allow them to call pitches against a team where you can afford some mistakes right maybe you let them call pitches during the preseason and see how that goes maybe you allow them to call pitches for the first few innings or what have you and then if they need your help you step in a little bit more maybe you're talking with them about the strategy beforehand and they know exactly what the attack mode or what the attack plan is going to be for each individual pit each individual hitter because you've already gone over it so they understand exactly what to do they're not doing it all by themselves you're you're working with them and you're guiding them and you're coaching them on how to do that and or maybe it's like inning by inning you're like okay here are the next three batters here's how we're going to do it and then you're working together and they kind of do that and then you help them with the rest of the inning if it goes longer than that because you didn't get a chance to you know go over every single one but like inning by inning you're like okay here's the first three batters up here's what we're going to do and then you're you're working with them right or sometimes i've seen coaches go i'll call the zone you call the pitch right so he knows where he kind of wants to pitch this batter but you get to choose how you're going to throw the ball to that area so there's so many different ways and so many different degrees to which you can work with these athletes and over time go from the coach doing more of it and having more of the responsibility and taking on more of that task to progressively over time 
getting to the point where the players have more ownership of that and they have this really solid understanding of how to do it because you've been working with them you've been talking with them you've been communicating with them you've been strategizing with them you've been working with them yes that takes a lot of time but there are some pitchers and catchers especially the ones that actually want to learn that actually want to do that that are really immersed in the game and they love getting deep and they love honing their craft and they love learning all these little things and they're really perceptive of what's going on around them they can see things on the field that we can't see from the sidelines and they have that kind of feel of the game they're the perfect kinds of players to you know work with and some people will develop that given the chance but some kids are just never given the chance they're just like no you just sit there I'm going to tell you what to do and you just follow directions like I think that's a very basic um level of coaching if you will and I think that we can do so like I've got people (laughs) I've got like the very same coaches who are like stop bailing these kids out you've got to let them take ownership you've got to let them take responsibility and you st- you have to have high intentions you know you have to set high standards and stop coddling them and all this stuff and at the same time they argue for not letting them call pitches they argue for no the coach should be in charge they argue for oh that's too much pressure for these athletes to be having to you know make these decisions in a game and it's like which way do you want it do you believe in them do you believe in their ability to learn and your ability to lead them and guide them and teach them or not like I believe in both those things I believe that these kids can learn and I believe that our coaches you know can can lead them and or develop the capacity to do so to the point with in which these players have more and more ownership over their own experience where they're you know they get to play the game we coach they play like I you know, I, I honestly, people, um, I don't think people believe me, but I have never been on a team where the coaches were calling the game 100%. Never, not even in college. Um, and that was a long time ago, maybe, I don't know. But I don't think that our, our kids are becoming less and less capable. I think they're becoming more and more capable. I think they know so much more, you know, and, and have the capacity to learn just like we did. And even if the game has advanced, so has coaching. So why not still give them that ownership? Why not still give them that opportunity to dive that deep and go with them? Like, you know, walk alongside them, help them out, go through it with them. So anyway, that's what's on my mind with these discussions that have been happening happening in different softball groups and different circles. And they're very common ones that come up all the time. And people always ask, like, what do you think about this? And the standard answer is, like, it's never just one or the other. It's never just, like this should always be done or that should always be done it's always well almost always in most cases it's like look there are some situations in which this works and there are some situations in which you know something else works and there's there are always so many more options than like one extreme or the other right like never swing at the first pitch or always swing at the first pitch like I mean that's so simplified and why are you gonna limit players to either always swing at the first pitch if it's good or never swing at the first pitch why not like kind of sort of teach them what's the approach that's going to be most helpful for them based upon how they are comfortable how they play what their strengths are so talking about different reasons um for how you attack your at bat you know different situations how you can look at it what you what the team is needing and so what the best strategy would be like helping them understand that 
all those different scenarios and all those different nuances over time is going to help them be a really smart hitter and probably a more productive one for the team as they get older and older. And that's kind of the point, right? Like, it's so frustrating when we get to the higher levels and really competitive levels. And these kids are like teenagers already. They've been playing for years, sometimes almost a full decade. And they still are pretty clueless in the box because they're just waiting for someone to tell them what they to do. They have no idea how to evaluate the situation. They have no idea how to look at the different factors that are present when they're going into the box and then make smart adjustments based upon those circumstances so that they can maximize the results. And I feel like that's part of playing the game. I feel like that's part of coaching is to help them develop all of that so that they can look at a situation, understand what the pitcher's going through, understand what they're going through as a hitter, understand what their strength is versus what's going on, and understand what their team is needing so that they can put together the best strategy for any particular at bat and it might change from one inning to the next it might change from one game to the next how you go in there and and what kind of strategy you're going to be using Um, but all of it is predicated on what your strength is what's going to give you and set you up for success right what's going to give you the greatest chance of doing what the team needs at any given time So like you've really got to know yourself as a player if you want to be great. You've really got to know what works for you. And I think that's why um, it's a good idea to have like these discussions. And yes, it takes more time, right? Some coaches like, I don't want to go through all that. I just want to tell them what to do and have them execute it. Well, I I get that. Like, and and you know what? To be honest, like some coaches really don't have a lot of time, right? They're like, I have a limited amount of time. We've got things to do. We've got to get things done. But it's kind of frustrating when the short-term result is more important than long-term development and coaches are not willing to lose some of these early tournaments or lose some of these early games so that they can take the time to build these foundations and they're just like, oh no, we're just going to execute what I think, you know, I'm just going to tell you what to do, we're just going to execute it because we don't have time to do all that and because we have games this weekend and we have games next weekend and, and you know, it's just like, they don't want to take that time because then it takes away time from working on just the skills and drills and then their team won't be as developed in those things and then they might kind of lose you know in the beginning and it's just become very apparent I mean this has always been something that I believed in but I just seen it again and again this year where the coaches who are going for the short-term gain or even the administrators and sacrificing long-term it's never a good trade, just never a good trade. So try to keep that in mind, especially if you're coaching 10 year olds, 12 year olds, like that's so early in the career, in the big picture, that's short term. What the results are at 10 and at 12, even at 14, that's all short term stuff. Like if we, if the goal is actually to have them play as long as they possibly can, they've got years left, years. And what decision now is going to help them two years down the road, three years down the road, four years down the road. Because sometimes I see coaches be like, oh, that's too hard. We're going to just have them do it this way. Okay, but they can actually learn the harder way. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Why are we going to teach them something now that in two years they're going to have to redo and learn a whole new thing? And then now at a higher level when the game is faster and people are more competitive and they're having, you know, they have opponents that are challenging them more. Now we're going to teach them how to do something new when they could have mastered that with it, you know, over the past two years and been ready to go with that, with that technique or that approach or that method. We could have taught them that two years ago and by now they would be great at it. But 
two years ago we wanted to go with the easy thing and now two years later when they've got more pressure when they've got better competition when they've got less time to learn because the game is moving fast and there's so many other things that they have to tweak and improve and continue to work on now we're going to have them relearn or undo everything they learned and have to learn a whole new thing and break old habits to form new ones to be honest that's actually a slower process like big picture wise you just slowed down that whole process for a short-term game two years ago when they were 12 so don't do that stuff (laughs) uh anyway okay thank you so much for listening that's just this is like super strategy today um very softball specific well very softball specific and at the same time um the underlying themes can be applied to anything so anyway hope you like this one and uh hope you're having a great week i will what is today thursday thursday hmm all right well I hope uh, I'm wishing you well going into the weekend. Have a lot of fun. I know for a lot of you, it's getting into either postseason time and or uh, the season just ended for you and you're getting ready to prep for like going into the summer. So wherever you are, um, I hope that you are able to just kind of embrace this part of the journey and uh, maximize it for whatever it is that you're needing right now. So if you're in postseason, good luck. Have fun and uh, kick some butt. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you would like to stay connected online, you can do so at stacymahoy.com. That's S-T-A-C-I-E-M is in Mary, A-H-O-E.com. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coach Stacy. You can also catch me on Twitter at Stacy Mahoy. I'll see you there.